0: Hello, I'm Ian Hyde, a Tax Dispute Partner in the Osborne Clark Tax Team. Uh, Today I'm with Catherine King, an Associate Director in the Litigation Team, and we're going to discuss how to manage collateral or parallel civil claims uh, which arise out of tax disputes. In part one of this podcast, we discussed uh, the duty to mitigate as one of the reasons why collateral claims should be considered at the outset of a dispute with HMRC. Uh, But Catherine, um, you mentioned um, time limitations uh, in part one. Um, Could you just explain what you mean?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So if you've got a claim against a third party, the last thing you want is to become time barred from bringing it. Um, Whilst the specific time claims for a given collateral claim will vary, depending on the type of underlying claim, tax appeals can take a long time. So you can't wait until that is all over before turning your mind to the collateral claim. Um, If you wait that long, you may already be out of time. So taking indemnity claims as one type of collateral claim we see in the context of tax disputes, the terms of the indemnity itself may set out notification procedures or they may even try to prescribe shorter time limits for bringing the indemnity claim than those set out in the the Limitation Act, um, which may or may not be enforceable. So if you think you might have an indemnity claim, it's important to revisit the terms of the indemnity at an early stage and take advice where necessary. In the absence of such terms, Indemnity claims are treated as a breach of contract claims under the Limitation Act and most breach of contract claims are subject to a six year limitation period if um, the indemnity is given by contract or it is a 12 year limitation period if the indemnity has been given by deed.
0: Thanks. Um, I hesitate to ask uh, the question because I know from our work on cases that the answer is complicated. But what's the start date? for the purposes of calculating those six years?
1: Um, yes, you're right. It's not always a straightforward issue, particularly in indemnity claims. Um, it, it, the, the question to think about is, does the curve of action arise when the claimant first suffered the loss, so potentially when the taxable payment was first made, or only when the extent of the liability is quantified? Um, and that's something that may only be achieved by finding of the tax tribunal the case law on this point is complicated. So unless the drafting of the indemnity is very clear, there's often a debate between parties on these issues. As a result, um, if it looks as though the end of the limitation period is around the corner, or that it might have already passed, it's something to look at carefully and and take advice as needed. Um, In this context, it may also be possible to frame the claim in another way, if you think the limitation period has passed. Um, so, for example, you could use an unjust enrichment or restitution claim in a McCarthy and Stone type situation involving claims against employees. Um, this this sort of claim would benefit from a different start date for the purposes of calculating the limitation period uh, and can be used if if the indemnity claim, or may be able to be used if the indemnity claim has been time barred.
0: Yes, well, what about professional negligence claims um, as a different type of collateral claim, are the time limits the same?
1: Um, Well, claims for breach of duty uh, must also be brought within six years um, with the potential for all the same difficulties as I've just described in terms of calculating the start date for those six years. However. Breach of duty and negligence claims are different in that they also benefit from an exception to the six year rule. If the breach was not discovered and could not reasonably have been discovered until later than the expiry of that standard six year period, um, in those instances, there is an additional three year period uh, from the discovery of the breach, subject to a 15 year
0: long stop. Okay. if the would-be claimant um, finds their limitation period is is due to expire very soon, and we and, and we do we do come across that, um, is there anything they can do to buy themselves more time?
1: Um, yes, they I'd say there's a, probably a couple of couple of options or main options that the claimant can um, consider. Now, the ultimate step is to issue a claim in the High Court that stops time running. Uh, However, this also um, starts the court timetable um, on the collateral claim in motion, and that might be the last thing you want um, and steps will need to be taken to stay the claim, um, the the collateral claim, until the tax dispute has been resolved. Alternatively, parties can enter into a um, contractual agreement with the would-be defendant to effectively stop the clock on limitation for the period of that agreement. This is known as a standstill agreement. This is generally preferable to issuing a claim. Um, It can be done swiftly and economically. This is, in fact, an approach we commonly take to protect collateral or Consequential claims and tax disputes. Um, As I said before, tax appeals can take a rather long time.
0: Yes, Um, but just going back to the on the standstill agreement, why would a would-be defendant agree to that? Surely it's in their interest just to let time run out.
1: Of course, a defendant wants time to run out, but in my experience, most defendants also recognise the need to see whether there is a tax liability. Uh, They want. The potential claimant to fight HMRC in the tax dispute. And also, if they refuse to enter into a standstill agreement, um, the other option open to the claimant is to issue a court claim. And no one wants an issued court claim against them out there. This can lead to increased management time, advisor fees, and so on. A standstill agreement is a much more pragmatic way of handling the
0: issue. Uh, thank you, um, Catherine. I think the final point, really, just just to complete the picture on that, is to add is that um, is, is that the standstill agreement, I think, doesn't involve the defendant agreeing to the uh, taxpayer's steps in running the tax dispute. All the arguments about mitigation which we covered in the first podcast will still apply.
1: Yes, you're completely right there.
0: Thank you. Well uh, thank you Catherine for that. Uh, That's the end of uh, this second podcast on um, collateral claims. Um, I hope you enjoyed it.